Hey, everybody. We're just going to jump right in. You guys, I'm going to tell you exactly why I am unwell. And it's because this is now my third, third time starting this episode. I actually recorded the entire thing. I recorded the whole episode. It was like 30 minutes straight of me just talking. I was so proud of myself. I was like, mm, mm, mm. look at these notes. Yes, yes, yes. Teaching, learning. Awesome. Yeah. And then I realized when I played it back that it sounded like shit. It sounded like shit because I got this fancy new microphone and I'm taking a video with it right now because it's so pretty and I wanted people to see it. And um, so I have my headphones and they're plugged into the microphone, right? So I'm hearing that audio quality. Got it? Cool. What had happened was <laughs> I never told my computer that I wanted the microphone to be picking up what I was putting down. You feel me? So then it was just my computer microphone, which is a piece of shit that was picking up all of my audio. And I didn't even think to listen back until the very end because I was on a roll and it was sounding good. And anyway, that's why I'm unwell. Welcome to my podcast. I am unwell. <laughs> I am your host, Madeline O'Betty. And what's going well? Well, I had a really good therapy session today. And let me tell y'all, you are lucky that I, I talked about today's topic with my therapist because she debunked a lot of stuff that I was about to say. I was about to say some cuckoo bananas shit. And I'm really glad that I was able to come on here with a clear head some fun facts and the ability to talk to you guys about this in a really informative way. So today's topic is all about, it's not all about, it is about narcissism. Narcissistic personality disorder, how rare that actually is, and perhaps even some strategies for you if you're dealing with a narcissist in your life. So let's dive in. I'm really excited. recording we are recording hallelujah and it sounds all right because i checked it because i checked it i'm so sorry (laughs) y'all all right so let's get to the facts real quick so the oxford dictionary definition of narcissism is the excessive interest in or admiration of oneself and one's physical appearance similar terms include vanity self-admiration, self-absorption, and egotism. Many people may suspect someone they care about of narcissism, but the general population is really unsure of what this term specifically means. Narcissistic personality disorder. This is an official and recognized mental health condition. The disorder is suspected when someone's narcissistic traits are so strong that they are impairing their life or their daily functioning. This is rare. It affects an estimated 1% of the population and it primarily affects males. So this was really interesting to me because when I looked up 
images of narcissism. Uh, you know, I was looking for maybe an infographic or something like that. All of the images, almost all the images, were referencing female presenting people. So what does that say about society's view of narcissism? If A, it's very rare, and B, it only if mainly affects males, then why is all of the clip art primarily of females? And I don't know if that's like a Google algorithm thing, because I they know I am female that they brought me those images, but I don't know if it's that deep. I don't know if it's that deep. I don't know, data's crazy. Anyway, narcissistic personality disorder is rare, but it is possible for someone to have narcissistic traits. So that being said, someone not having been officially diagnosed with NPD doesn't take away from the fact that they could also be a complete piece of shit. Someone doesn't have to have full-on NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, to be an asshole. They don't need that to justify it, you know? In today's society, the word narcissism does tend to be thrown around pretty freely, and it can often be misunderstood because of this. So I'm going to share with you five of the most common characteristics of a true narcissist. I'm going to give the five bullets and dig into each one as I go. So our first bullet is inflated ego. So they may see themselves as superior to others. Their sense of self relies on setting themselves apart from the crowd. They will take purposeful steps in order to make sure they remain on top. They'll strive to be the best, most accomplished, and beyond competent in their field. It's unfortunately not unusual for someone with um, these traits to be highly successful professionals. They need to be right and have the last word and to always be in control. If they're experiencing difficulties or feel emotionally wounded, then their situation suddenly becomes the worst one and no one else's suffering compares. Our second bullet here is a lack of empathy. If you don't know, empathy alone is the ability to see things from another's point of view. Narcissists only see things from their point of view, and their feelings and comfort are the most important. It doesn't occur to them that other perspectives may exist, and they often lack remorse or guilt. Our third bullet is a need for attention. A big ego must constantly be fed by others, and they look outside of themselves for that validation. They soak up praise and affirmation whenever possible, if they don't feel like they're receiving the approval they seek, then they will create scenarios in order to elicit that kind of praise. And it's not unusual for a narcissistic individual to ask those around them a lot of questions in order to keep the attention focused on them, or to even create unnecessary drama for the purpose of getting that attention. Our fourth bullet here is a big baddie, okay? This is the underbelly of every narcissist and it's repressed insecurities. A person with narcissism often feels deep insecurity of some sort at their core. It's these insecurities that are the cause for the attention-seeking behavior and the inflated ego. Their underlying fear, anxiety, and shame leads them to seek excessive control in all situations and they rarely display vulnerability and tend to see things in black or white terms. Something is either entirely good or it's completely a fail. 
a last bullet might be triggering for some. I know it's certainly one that I can't wrap my head around. And this bullet is few boundaries. Narcissists have a hard time respecting boundaries. The line between themselves and others is very blurred. They see themselves as being entitled to everything. Your time, your emotional stamina. They frequently use manipulative tactics such as demanding, pouting, gaslighting, or tricking to obtain a means to their end. Narcissists find it incredibly insulting to be told no. So reading all of that in black and white, there are certainly pieces of it that I have related to. I know that I've felt those things. I've done those things. And for many years, I feared very deeply that I was a narcissist. And mostly I feared of what that meant I was doing to other people, (laughs) which I learned today in therapy uh, means that I'm definitely not one because a narcissist wouldn't be thinking <laughs> that way. But I I just always have felt like this selfish person. And I was like, I don't know. There's got to be something wrong with me. But we, uh, here, you'll learn more. And maybe if you kind of felt the same way as me, it'll make this will make you feel better. Now, listen, as I was <laughs> doing this research, I came across this article in the LA Times And it said, how do you find out if someone is a narcissist? You just ask. According to Brad Bushman, a professor of communication and psychology at Ohio State University, narcissists have no problem admitting they are narcissists. The upshot is, if you think you're a narcissist, you're probably right. (laughs) So look, I'm, I'm reading that and I'm like, no, I am a narcissist. I was right. And like, I like being right, but I don't want to be right about this. Nom, 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 nom. Um, so like, it's really good that I went to therapy today before I recorded this <laughs> so that I can be like, no, 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 you are not, you are not. And, um, I told my therapist about this article and she said, that's straight up bullshit. <laughs> um, so if you were feeling that don't you're not a part you're probably not a narcissist if you're caring about other people okay um also this isn't from what i learned in therapy this is from what i just learned learned when i was doing my research um narcissism is not cut and dry there are two subtypes of narcissism there's grandiose narcissism and vulnerable narcissism If you end up looking into this yourself, you're going to see a number of other subtypes that are popular in the mental health community, but these two, grandiose and vulnerable, um, have the most research to kind of back them up. Both of these subtypes have self-centeredness as a core feature in the personality, but how they express that self-absorption is different. Grandiose is a true egomaniac. It's pretty much in the name that's easy enough to understand. So we are going to talk about grandiose last because vulnerable, I find to be the most interesting and there's much more nuance involved. I just dropped my mic. <laughs> it fell out of my lap. Um, so where was I? Right. Uh, vulnerable narcissist. ba 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 
Um, vulnerable narcissism shows in uh, hypersensitivity to even gentle criticism, and there's a constant need for reassurance. There's this book called Rethinking Narcissism by Dr. Craig Malkin, where he says vulnerable narcissists are just as convinced that they're better than others as any other narcissist, but they fear criticism so viscerally that they shy away from and even seem panicked by people and attention. What I got from looking into all the vulnerable narcissism was that vulnerable narcissists, they think of themselves in two ways, either with excessive pride or with shame and humiliation. And these feelings can fluctuate based on outside factors. So, for example, when receiving positive feedback, a vulnerable narcissist will be able to maintain that level of self-absorption, self-righteousness that we recognize with a typical narcissist. But when they receive criticism, then they view themselves negatively and they can tend to feel ashamed of themselves. When this happens, they can fly into what is called a narcissistic rage. And if you're sitting there like, a word? (laughs) Me too. So I looked up narcissistic rage and on healthline.com, it says that a narcissistic rage is an outburst of intense anger or silence. This rage may take form in screaming and yelling or even selective silence and passive aggressive avoidance. And I was like, ding, 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 that's a me. I go silent. I try, I'm trying to be passive aggressive, you know, because that's no bueno, but I do just kind of go silent when I'm really, really mad. I just like can't even talk. Now, a r- list of reasons for this rage can include, but are not limited to perhaps an injury to their self-esteem or self-worth. Because when a narcissist is feeling hurt, then they tend to lash out as their first line of defense. They may feel that cutting someone out or intentionally hurting them with words or even violence can help protect their persona. Because as we mentioned in the beginning, underneath a narcissist's ego is that underbelly of low self-esteem. They are really insecure about one thing or another. So that can come out um, in a rage if someone feels their ego's being hurt, they can lash out. Something else that could cause that rage is a challenge to their confidence. So maybe someone has pushed them or exposes a weakness and then this makes the narcissist feel inadequate and then they don't want to feel that, so they lash out. Maybe their sense of self is being questioned. If they're being called out as someone who isn't capable or as talented as they may um, assume that they are, that can that can hurt a bitch, you know? So, yeah, there's a lot of conflict going on with a vulnerable narcissist. So, grandiose narcissism. I mean, it's all there. It's in the name, right? It's exactly what you think of. If you give a grandiose narcissist feedback, you know, it's going to bounce right off of them. It's like rubber and glue. And then they'll continue to walk around with that ego. Good for them. You know, good for them. (laughs) So uh, clinically, narcissism is viewed on a spectrum, which is really cool. In 1979, 
there's two guys named Robert Raskin and Calvin S. Hall, and they developed the Narcissistic Personality Inventory, or NPI, to measure the severity of narcissistic traits in a person on a scale of 0 to 40. Where do you think you fall on that scale? Well, the average Joe tends to fall in the low to mid-teens, and very few people fall at either extreme of that scale. Now, this test helps show that while narcissistic personality disorder is relatively rare, there are many more people out there who are uh, selfish. They're just simply selfish. And you know, the difference between the two lies in whether the person is periodically mean and self-centered or whether they're consistently lacking that empathy. According to the Mayo Clinic, narcissistic personality disorder often begins in teens or early adulthood. Some children may show traits of narcissism, but this is often typical for their age and doesn't mean they'll go on to develop narcissistic personality disorder. So if you're over there looking at your toddler like, uh-oh, don't worry, <laughs> it's normal for... Uh, babies and toddlers and kids, teenagers too, to be selfish at times, you know, like they have wants and needs and they don't have the money or the transportation or the, they don't feel they have the power to do all the things that they want. So sometimes they act a little selfish. Anyway, um, possible causes for narcissism. Now it's, it's not known what causes it. The cause is likely complex because narcissistic personality disorder is so rare, it's hard to um, really study this, but it could be linked to one's environment growing up. Perhaps the parent-child relationship had too much adoration or too much criticism on the opposite end of the spectrum there that doesn't match the child's actual experiences or achievements. Some researchers also think that overprotective or neglectful parenting may have an impact on children who are born with a tendency to develop this disorder. It could do with genetics. If you inherit characteristics or bad personality traits from those around you, that could definitely add to it. And neurobiology, the connection between the brain and the behavior and the thinking. There are complications when you are living with narcissistic personality disorder, and there are other conditions that can occur along with it. Um, someone could be experiencing relationship difficulties, problems at work or school, depression, anxiety, other personality disorders, maybe an eating disorder, physical health problems, drug or alcohol abuse, or suicidal thoughts and behavior. So... Because the cause of narcissistic personality disorder is unknown, there's no known way to prevent the condition, but it may help to get treatment as soon as possible for any of your childhood mental health problems. You can participate in family therapy to learn healthy ways to communicate or to cope with conflicts or emotional distress. Or as a parent, you can attend parenting classes and seek guidance from a therapist or social worker if needed. If you think that you're suffering from NPD, you can see a doctor, right? But the thing about narcissistic personality disorder is that you probably don't think anything's wrong, so you're probably not going to seek treatment. But if you do decide to seek treatment it's probably more likely going to be for symptoms of anxiety or depression or drug abuse or another mental health problem. 
Another problem that happens is that someone with NPD may go to the doctor, but then they'll have trouble following through with the treatment because of what talking about all of it does to their ego, to their self-esteem. So if you feel like you are recognizing aspects of your personality that might align with NPD, then you can consider reaching out to a trusted healthcare provider or a mental health care professional, just like what I did today. I was like, I think I'm a narcissist. I, I really do believe this. And she was like, no. <laughs> um, so that helped me a lot. But if you are true, if this is something you are going through, then they'll be able to get you the help that you need. And getting the right treatment can help make your life so much more rewarding and livable and enjoyable for not only you, but those around you, I'm sure. Now, talking about those around you, look, if you are dealing with a narcissist, if you are on the other side of this toxicity, what do you do? Like, what are some tips and tricks? The best advice I could find, other than just cutting someone out of your life, was to acknowledge your feelings. Tell them you're frustrated. And don't back down from what it is that you are trying to accomplish. And like we said before, you know, narcissists, they don't like no. They don't like boundaries. So it's so much more difficult to create workable boundaries with a narcissist, which is why I think it's so common to cut them out. Go no contact. Since I like a lot of mental health things, you know, I'm on TikTok and my algorithm shows me all sorts of things for mental health, and it scrolled me all the way into narcissistic parent TikTok, where people talk about growing up with a narcissistic parent and going no contact, because it's the only way they could save themselves or feel safe. Anyway, yeah, I've um, learned, I've seen a lot of stuff like that on my social media, which is what inspired me to really look into this. Um, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad that I looked up narcissism. It helped me <laughs> not only debunk my fear of being one, but I learned a lot that I didn't know I could. I hope this helped someone else out there too. My uh, sources. My sources were from Oxford Dictionary, bestcounselingdegrees.net, the LA Times, Psychology Today, the Mayo Clinic, and healthline.com. I hope you all have a really great rest of your day and stay well. <laughs>